Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Columbia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier, Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Colombia. It's that time of the week again, folks. This is me, your host, Richard McCall, here in Bogota, Colombia, 2,600 meters closer to the stars. And this is episode 448 of the Colombia Calling podcast. Now, any of you who have been listening to this podcast over the last few years will know that I have been seeking out a person such as the one we have in segment three of this show. It has taken four to five years to find the person, uh, to get them on, obviously someone who can speak in English and who's willing to speak so openly about something that maybe has quite a lot of stigma attached to it. And we're talking about the webcam industry in Colombia, and in specifically in Medellin, because in Medellin, it is a huge industry. And so we are very lucky today, and thank you to the person who put us in touch, uh, but we are very lucky to be speaking to Cesar, who is in Medellin. That is his, I guess, webcam model uh, signature, Cesar, that's his name. And if anyone... If anyone is interested, perhaps in the future of contacting Caesar, we will be uh, that you can reach out to me in complete confidence, and we can send you his handle where he works. That's what he has told me in confidence. If you are interested, so we will be handing over to Caesar on segment three, talking about the webcam industry in Colombia and in particular in Medellin. And we're back. This is episode 448 of the Columbia Calling Podcast. I'm on the line with Caesar, and he's in Medellin. And those of you who've been listening to the podcast will know that I've been seeking out somebody in this industry for a long time. And then someone, a mutual contact, got in touch, Instagram messages back and forth. And now we're on the line with Caesar in Medellin. And well, welcome on the Columbia Calling Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for accepting me, for having me on here. No, it's a real pleasure. And let's get some things out there. I mean, Caesar, you're 34 years old. You live in Medellin. You're from Venezuela. But you, and you are a webcam model. Yes, sir. Okay. So tell me. I mean, let's get this. Let's get the basics done here, and then we'll get into the the questions and so on. For my listeners who perhaps don't know, what is a webcam model? Um, so many, so many forms to refer at it or to look at it. Yeah. Uh, some people look at it as live porno. Uh huh. Uh, I look at it more like a content creator. You know, okay. I. Um, uh, I how would you say it? Um, what's the word? Uh, I accomplish your fetishes. You accomplish fetishes. You know? 
Yes, that's what I do. All online, all virtual. Never have any relations or touch anybody else. Everything is just a lot of a lot of it is just verbal. A lot of it's verbal. That's what, that's what we. That's that's mainly what everybody looks at as a user. As a um, that's what they want is somebody to verbal, somebody to talk to. Okay, okay. So this is for me. I mean, a content creator. Yeah, and you you fulfill fetishes. I mean, that's a very fair description, in my opinion. And so, let's just let's, how did you? I mean, how did you fall into this? Or how did you decide <laughs> this is what I'm going to do? Well, I. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I lived in Venezuela before here. Uh, I grew up in, in the United States. Okay, so we go from there. And then I went to Venezuela like around 2014 when the crisis was just getting really crazy. And I really, uh, I had stopped working for for a family, and. I was looking for work. I was looking for a job, actually. I was looking for something to do. I had did a model, a model shoot for a store in uh, in uh, for for a store inside a mall. Right. So I was like, okay, anyways. I looked, I remember I looked in a newspaper and I find models wanted between 18 to 26 years old. It didn't say webcam model. I never knew anything about the industry. It just said models wanted. And I was like, well shit, I did a model shoot before I probably go probably do it i'm 26 at that time and i was like all right so when i get there i remember um it was actually a family from Medellin. it was a mom and her two sons and they had a company there they had a webcam studio and i remember the son he was like yo this is what i do he showed me he remember when he showed me the monitor and I seen it was just, uh, I remember at that time it was flirt for free, mm-hmm. right? And I never knew anything about this industry, never knew, never even, you know, I wish I would have known about this, actually. <laughs> but uh, so when he shows me the, when he shows me the, the monitor and I look at it, I'm like, oh shit, wow. Okay. So he was like, this is what I do. I'm not really gay. This is actually what I do. I have my, my spouse his wife it's like that's my mom right there's my brother this is how i work and he tells me about the business and i'm like okay well shit okay maybe i could probably do this um i remember the first day i worked on chatterbait i mean not on chatterbait on flirt for free yo i made like 10,000 14,000 credits and i remember what they had um in the studio they had like lights so every time the credits would jump, every time you get credits, like you would see the lights jump. So we're like, okay, that room is making money. Okay, that room is making credits. And that day, my room was jumping, boom, 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 <laughs> right? And I think it was more because I, I speak English, and you know, I'm a Latin, I'm a Latin model. So mainly everybody's looking for Latin models, but I speak English. So it was like, okay, well, shit, he could conversate. And I swear to you, uh. I made like 14 credits and I came out. I didn't know how much, how much that was, 14,000 credits. And I was like, yo, how much you got? And I was like, yo, I got like 14,000. They looked at me. I remember their eyes went like that. Boom. And it was like, oh. And I knew I was like, oh, shit, I made some money. You know what I mean? And it was like, what? See, so you, why not? Boom. You're doing it. Keep going. I, I remember I made that money that day. I was like, okay. They paid me every 15 days. And I never knew how much money it was that I was making, you know? In Venezuela, when they had the currency exchange, it was a lot of money at the difference. So I was making every 15 days, like three times minimum wage in Venezuela, but they were paying me like, like probably a quarter of what I was making. You know, I was getting, honestly, I was getting bamboozled, yeah. you know? <laughs> But I didn't know. I didn't know. So all I did was I, I've always been kind of a, a reader. I've always liked to read, you know. So I started reading into the industry and I, I would come into the studio and instead of logging in for four hours, I would because every time I'd come in, I would surpass my my exceed my token goal, you know. So I, I'd come in an hour and I would just look at the map. I would look at the, the page and I would read and I was like, how do I make my own? my own profile, how to do everything. I was like, oh shit. 
okay, I could do this, I could do this. And I remember I, <laughs> I, I stayed in there enough to buy my own computer and I bought everything I needed and then I just started doing everything independently. Wow. Now I have to, I, there's so much in that last one. So you've been now a, a webcam model for eight years. So it's a sustainable um, uh, form of employment. And yes, sir. What is, I mean, 10,000 or 14,000 credits, what does that like translate to in dollars? Uh, about 500, $800. I mean, that's significant money. That's four days work for four hours. <laughs> yeah. So you were making that. Yeah. And then, of course, the company was going to giving you, let's say, if you earn 800, they gave you 200 or something. Something. Probably just get like about 100. Yeah. I was getting. Yeah. And I mean, what is it when you go to, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated. You go to this house and there's the mom and there's the son and the family and they're working in this. What's the ambience like in there? Because it's not what you expect from a family business. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Actually, they were, they were actually real down to earth. Yeah. And they were actually like, okay, so this is what we we're going to get into the, um, the school, the webcam school, right? So they went to the webcam school and they knew about the webcam school. So what they did, they had a whole bunch of videos and they would show it to us, you know, and they would make us like have a little sit in, like a little acknowledgement, you know, like learn about this, about this and learn that this is a profession. Don't be shy. You know what I mean? Don't know that this is a profession in Medellin and Colombia. People look at this as a profession. I honestly, um, I never say this is my profession. You know, I'm, I know this is where the majority of my money comes in, but I'm also a tattoo artist. So I, anybody asks me in the street, I'm like, yo, I do tattoos, you know, and I, but this is where the majority of the money comes in. As mm. long as I, I keep working, I'm good. So you mentioned webcam school. I mean, my wife, I was actually talking about, I'm going to be talking to this guy who does this. I saw my wife and she goes, there's a university in Medellin. I guess it's a university in inverted commas. There is a webcam yeah. school, I guess more than one in Medellin. What do they, I mean, what do they teach you? They teach you to, I guess, a, you know, see the barrier of the computer. You, you know, this is a job. Um, what do they teach you? There's a, a lot of stuff like uh, charismatic, like how to be charismatic, how to speak to the people, how to uh, uh, how to try to attract a, a potential client, uh, what kind of what kind of shows to do and don't do. Mm. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of that stuff, and the majority. Like I've had, um, I've actually had a studio of my own, my own personal studio, like really small. And I've had, like, when I tell you some really beautiful, beautiful women that you would think that these would make the most money and do not make any money. And then I have this girl that looks like she just turned 18 and yeah. gets rich, you know? And it's like, why? Charismatic, you know? It's, she smiles, she doesn't smile, does she does, you know what I mean? That, that brings a lot, a lot, a lot to it. And... Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, there's no accounting for, for whom, but the charisma is a lot. Um, so, so, okay. So you, you sign on, you're charismatic people check you out in the boxes on the screen, and then they have to buy credits to pay you to watch you. Right. Right. And, and it's, I mean, I don't want to get into the fetishes or so on, but uh, you know, you, you, I guess you dance, you strip and so on. Uh, right. Nothing's off limits. Yeah. I, you make your limits, Joe. This is okay. like, you, you make, you make your show. You do, okay. you, you make your show. You know, there's some people that are actually really, um, I'm more of personally me. I'm more of a, a subtype, like a, 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 I'm more of a dominant. What's the uh -huh. word dominant? Um, I'm more, so I do a lot of verbal. My show is really dominant verbal shows, right? So that's where I go. People actually never have, no, let me see your ass. Let me see this. They don't really ever want to see that type of show from me. You know, they want to see as a dominant show from me. Like I have people that show is crazy. I have this dude, he pays for me to box with him. 
So I just put the camera in the corner and I would just sit up and then, and like he would actually pay me for per round. And I, it's crazy. I'm like, oh shit, okay. Like the webcam world is crazy. It's crazy, crazy. Yeah. See, I mean, you see, I have, I mean, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that show. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Euphoria on HBO. And there's a girl on it who gets into the webcam industry. And I mean, there's, I, you know, sort of, uh, I know guys like I think pay to watch her cry and stuff. I mean, nothing else. It's there's some yeah some strange so things many, as yeah. I say fetishes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But boxing is it sounds to me like I mean that's that's cool for you. I mean you know you're a guy. Yeah, it's like. You spend a lot of time at the gym. Yeah. You've got if you if you're looking on YouTube, everyone he's got tattoos, or you're just listening tattoos all down his arms. Of course, he's a tattoo artist. I mean, you'd expect that, but you know, you, you, just to box and and so I have to ask. I mean, I, I assume I assume that you the webcam industry from from your side, it's mainly men, or do you get women also signing on? Um, honestly, okay. This is where it gets like, okay, this is where a lot of my friends don't understand. It's like, yo, I would never do that. I'm talking to a guy. I'm like, well, I don't know who I'm yeah. talking to. I'm talking to letters, you know what I mean? I like to read, so I look at it like that, you know what I mean? Um, a lot of times, I honestly say I know it's a dude. You know, and they'll try to portray as a woman. Like, yo, I'm a girl. I'm, my name is Cindy. And they'll try to portray themselves that way or whatever. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I'll just go with their show, whatever they want to do. A lot, a lot of people like the role play. And I, I do the role play to 100%. That's my that's my forte. So, right, so what, what kind of role playing? What what kind of thing? I mean, are you like, I, mean, I don't know, a cowboy or something? <laughs> no, it, it's more mind play. Is more is really is more mind play. Like we could just play like uh, let's say I'm give you a quick example. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm coming out the gym right now. I'm going into the I'm going into the men's bathroom, and you're sitting right there, and you take you you're already sweating getting out the bathroom. You know what I mean? So we could just go from there. And now we just role play. And at the same time, you're writing me, Well, the user is writing me, and he's going to be saying what he wants, and then we just keep it going, okay. you know? And we just keep the show going, and then I'll just be sitting here. And I, uh -huh. as long as, you know, we could just keep it going, is is good. <laughs> I, yeah, no, but it sounds a bit like the, you know when the I guess when a police uh, let's say if the police are bugging your phone to try and trace your location, you got to keep them on the line to trace the right. number. <laughs> Sounds a bit like right. that. You you've got to keep your guys on the line because you know that's where the money is. That's so the idea. You, you mentioned second. yeah. How much per second? No, uh, that all depends, but we get paid per second. Once we're doing a private show and then we're doing the role playing, it's per second. The show is wow. get paid every three seconds, you know? So it's every three seconds you start getting tokens. So I might be getting, like, normally I charge 30 tokens per, per minute. 30 tokens is about, shit, uh, $25, $50, about $2 per minute. $50 per minute. Wow. No, $2. $2. $2. Two, okay, $2. $2. So right, an hour, so, okay. So it would be $120 for an hour. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously, that's higher because it's a private show. But, it, I mean, are there multiple shows as well? Yeah, there's uh, there's another way we could do multiple shows to where that's, um, like, that would be a group show. And I would just sell a ticket. You know, so I could might just be sell a ticket for like let's say a hundred tokens, right? So then just try to get ten people or twenty people to get them into my room for a hundred tokens and do a show quick or even more. You know, I like I really don't have thousand users that be coming into my room like the other models that be having. They're like really top models, but that's how I work though. Okay, so in in your experience, if you've got the the room. How many is the top number of people that you've had sign in at this at one time? Uh, depends what kind of show I'm doing. Like I've done, uh, I've done a show with like uh, 
well, I'm getting oral from a chick, uh-huh. you know, so I might get about a thousand, twelve hundred people in my room. Thousand that's people. Yeah. Oh. That's when I, that's when I, whenever I'm doing a show with somebody else, that's whenever I get full. But normally I might be able to have, I normally I have anywhere between 40 to 60 people. And if I'm doing like on live, I'm actually doing a show like masturbating, jerking off or something like that. And naked or whatever on live, not on a private show. I might have about a hundred, 200 people in my room. Wow. I mean, you make a serious, you make a, 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 you know, a, a serious living uh, it's, it's, and you're making it in dollars, dollars to the yeah. peso right now. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, and so, wow. You, and, so, but you went, I mean, did you, are you now an independent operator? Cause you mentioned a site called like flirt for free, but are you now an independent operator? You have your own clientele? Yes. Uh, wait, like I, I get on the sites. Uh, I work on another site right now. I'm working on Chatterbait. Uh-huh. Flirt for Free was the first site I worked on. Uh-huh. I like I like Chatterbait better. I like the uh, I like the whole setup better. You know. Okay. And I have a good following on there. I have over ten thousand followers. Wow. And it's decent. I I like it. Uh, what can I tell you? Uh, what, why why do you I'm like a, the format better? It's easier to work. Uh, like, okay, page is different. Page different to the models, you know? Uh, Chatterbait has just a, a standard base, what it pays us, you know? Uh, but when it's like Flirt for Free or these other pages, is everything, your pay depends on you how many hours you work, how many tokens you get. So if I work 30 minutes and then I made 15,000 tokens, mm-hmm. right, in 30 minutes, they're, going, they're not going to want to pay me that. Mm-hmm. They're going to pay me real cheap because I made it too fast. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have work hours in there, they're not. So everything has to be balanced in there for them to pay you high, mm-hmm. which is really kind of absurd to me, kind of crazy. Um, you know, as long as you're getting them tokens, why? Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I'm curious as well, because in Medellin has a, I mean, it has a reputation for this. It's one of the big places for yeah. this. So, I mean, you work from home or do you go to the studio itself? No, I work from home. I okay. From home. I don't, there, I don't, I, I'm an independent work. I don't work for no okay. studio, nothing like that. But there are people who go and use like little cubicles places, Studios. right? Yes. Yes. I've yes. heard there's uh-huh. like in, I heard. I think it's Hamundi near Cali. I've heard in like Itagui. Have you heard about any? Yeah, I mean, no. There's a, there's thousands. Um, really? Like I could give you a uh, maybe another show one day. And yeah. Now this would be like an inside of. This would be this would be a crazy show for you. Like this would be on the inside inside story of webcam studios, but not Medellin. But more because before Medellin, I've been in Medellin for a year now. Okay. Before Medellin, I lived in Cucuta, which is the mm-hmm. border, right? And it's kind of the border is hectic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of mafia there. A lot of is how they work. Webcam is a whole different way than how it's worked here, mm-hmm. you know? And before I was working in Venezuela, and then that's crazy too. You know, mm-hmm. that's another a lot of mafias, a lot of stuff. So um to tell you, yeah, there's a lot of houses here. There's a lot of uh, what they're called like home studios where I might just have like three cubicles and I have somebody just come in and do their hours, come mm-hmm. like just like a regular job, you know. Mm-hmm. Come in and do your hours every day from four to eight per se, and everybody just comes in and do their, their tokens and leave. That you've you've touched on something that I was going to ask is that you I assume because it's in that kind of I mean the industry is legal but there's a kind of gray there's a gray area isn't there I mean and I was going to say organized crime has to be involved at some level so and 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 some places is really hectic like see Medellin is really more of a professional city for this 
mm. to where like they have like really um legal studios. So there's one studio where it's like I swear to you, it's like a hotel. It's a huge ass building. It's, it's it has like a, probably a hundred rooms, if not more. You know, and it's a legal studio. You know, yeah. people come. People want to go to a lot of them legal studios because you're getting offered a lot of stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, apart from the pay you get off for like the little benefits and you can actually sign off on it and you like say that you actually work for a studio mm-hmm. get a, uh, a paycheck you know mm-hmm. uh, the in-house ones are different people like the in-house studios sometimes it's more because of the privacy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, what else can I tell you on that um but so, so like in Cucuta, it would be Colombian and Venezuelan mafias, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. And they exploit you, I'm sure. Bro, that's, uh, <laughs> that's crazy what they do out there. That's uh, a whole different, because they actually, see here, they're more uh, personal. I'm a webcam model. I'm me. I work by myself, you know. Every once in a while, I might have somebody to accompany me. But mm-hmm. I'm, that's what a webcam model is. Yeah. Down there, they actually do, uh, like, really live porno is what they do. Like, all the groups that you see where you see five people in the show, six people in the show, them little orgy groups, on them, most of them are over there, you know, which is a Venezuela and Cucuta, and that's where they actually come from. I actually came from in Venezuela where it got real big at was in my city. I was living at in it got huge. There was a there was a big ass um what do you call that? Like a like a big storage warehouse, right? Big warehouse where they had like probably a hundred rooms, if not more, like two hundred rooms. And and what that, that got hectic like that was all porno that was and that was like i swear that was a mafia like before you came in then when you was getting searched uh there was a dude that he would search you he had his gun on him like when you leave they would search you too uh they would come pick you up it was crazy because every time like the models I know this because i had models that would leave them and come work for me since i had a studio too and they would leave and they would be so sad because they was exploited and and they was like, yo, nah, they send the videos to my family. They send this stuff like, you know what I mean? Like mm. some of them women, you know, Venezuela was messed up. So some of these women had family that had their husband, had their kids. So they go work and with this, they make money, you know, actually building their family, their mom or their dad a house or whatever off of this work, off of this job. And they would come and they'd fuck all that up, send all the videos to dad, to their mom, to their husband, to all that, like, you know. So it's a blackmail, total blackmail. Total blackmail, on to that extent. Then there's more mafia to where it's like, man, like, people come and take people's studios. You know, like home a, studios. An, like an armed group comes in and takes yeah. the studio and takes over. And of course, I've I suppose... Actually, the blackmail comes from if you don't work as much as we want you to work, or if you don't, if if you, if you say you don't work the- how, you, how we want you to work, because there would be sometimes they'd be like, okay, um, this was crazy, yo. Uh, they'd grab one girl and they'd be like, okay, you got to go over there and work with four guys. I don't want to work with four guys. I got my husband at home. I could work with a girl. I work with myself. I'm not going to, you know, work with four guys, work with four guys type shit like yo what it was that if not then we go send these videos to your family so they'll make them that blackmail they send them make them their facebook's page and all that crazy shit yeah have you have you ever been threatened have you ever had trouble when i had my studio in venezuela which this is why i left venezuela um since there was that war it was like a little war between all the studios you know, so the studio that I'm telling you about, they were actually, they had money, you know, they got a big ass warehouse, you know, so they got money so they could pay the police, you know, they could do everything there. So what they would do is like, I'll never forget this one day, they sent me some models, right? And what it was, was they wanted to know what my address was. 
where I had mm-hmm. the studio. So they sent these models, and then they came like the the police. There wasn't police. These dudes that came on, it was like, yo, we coming in there. And what they would do, they would come in, they'd take, they'd steal all your shit, all your computers, all your equipment. They would take everything. And then who can you tell them? Because in Venezuela, it's more illegal. You can't say, I don't know, I had a webcam studio. Hold on. You know, you can't, you know? So it was crazy. And I remember when they came to my house that day, I actually had family as in law enforcement. And I was like, I called my family. I was like, come over. (laughs) And they they didn't stay. They didn't stick around. They left. And then I was like, I'm not sticking around either. I left like within a week. I closed everything down and I left the country. And so, I mean, that's another stuff. Your family know what you're doing? Yes. Okay. And what, I mean, I have to ask, what's their reaction to, to this? Um, pros and cons. <laughs> I mean, some family, some family are like, okay, do you? Some family are like, when I had this studio, like right now I don't have a studio. I'm not, I don't, I don't have anybody working for me or anything. I actually, what I do now is how I teach my friends or I teach anybody that wants to learn the business. I'll teach them how to be independent, you know, mm-hmm. how to do this by yourself. All right. So when I did have the studio, I had some that were like, yo, you're a pimp. You're, you're pimping girls. You're doing this. You're, you know, they had me on the really, really bad waters. And I'm like, yo, it's not what you think. It's not. And I'm actually helping these people. <laughs> and they're like, well, how are you helping them? You're exploiting them. And I'm, I'm not exploiting them. They are working. They know what they're getting themselves into. And they're making more money than the government is paying them. And then what minimum wage is. Mm. You know, making minimum wage every week. They're being able to buy good groceries. They're, mm. they're eating good, feeding their families. You know, they're good. Mm. So, I mean, that's, you touched on another thing that, that is, of course, is a concern is like, you know, what is, I mean, is there a, is there a, sl- is there a, I mean, is it a parallel or do people, are people more likely to work in prostitution or do they just stay in the webcam? I mean, is, is there a, a very close relationship, I think? Do, 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 um, do some of your, or whomever, of your clients say listen we've got to meet in person i'll pay you this i I swear to you that's more of a fetish like more of a a brain like for them all my clients say they want to meet me in person never had one to say yo i got tickets i'm going to Colombia right now you know (laughs) type per se you know and i'm like and i've been doing this for a whole bunch of years yeah and so i'll say yeah yeah whatever i'll you know uh the difference I've met women, you know, that that are escorts or right. in the streets, you know, more doing the prostitution thing, and they don't like this. They they look at this uh, as slow money, or they don't want to be inside a room four hours, six hours doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Or being here by herself talking to a computer. You know, so it's like it's more of a. Uh, what people like, what, what type of environment people like to be in, you know? Because mm-hmm. I've met women that, like I said, they they want to be escorts, so they like to be in the clubs, they like to be drinking, they like to be going from car to car, is what I like to say, you know, truck to truck. And shit, doing that, you know what I mean? Living that type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. When there's women that do this and they don't like that lifestyle. And they're like, oh no, I make yeah. money in my room. I don't have to go out. Nobody touches me. I do this by myself, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I mean, you know, as you said, it's like the fetish side of things that all of your clients say they want to meet you in person, but it's like a, it's in the brain. What would you do if one turned up like, like in Medellin <laughs> looking for you? What would, what would be your reaction? <laughs> nah, man, it's, it's too big. <laughs> okay. Nah, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I could say. Uh, damn. Uh, I, honestly, I would not meet up with no client, you no. know, or uh, because I don't, I don't live what I 
And this is a, you know, it's like an actor, you know? You're an actor. You know, You're I'm an actor. A, and Yeah, you know? So we, we got back to it. It's like you teach, like, say, who people want to get into this. So you are a webcam school. Uh, some somehow like that. Some so so so. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah, I'm fascinating. I'm My other fear, not only that, is is when you've got the organized crime involved, is of course trafficking people. You know, people who have been forced into this. And and I mean, have yeah. you ever come up against this? Uh, no, thank God I haven't. Uh, well, okay, not in that sense. I had where I had the armed people come and mm. actually take the studio from me. Mm. Uh, was, that was crazy. Mm. It, it was, this was in Cucuta. And, you know, in Cucuta, uh, or here in Colombia, they have a lot of, what they call it, paramilitary. Yeah. Or they have the guerrillas and all that stuff. So in Cucuta, that's really big. They, they, actually, they, they actually fight a lot there. You know, that's really mm. big. So um, I remember I met this guy at the sex store, at the sex shop. And he was like, yo, I got my studio. And we were talking stuff, you know? And, I, okay, one of his models, this is how I met him, because one of his models was one of my, was one of my friends, you know? Mm -hmm. Was somebody I had taught how to model before, you know? So, and I had a, a small studio at that time. I had only like three people working on me. Everything was going good. I was didn't had I didn't need anything bigger. I was I was decent. And this guy had a big studio, but he doesn't know anything about webcam. He just the money and he just had everything. He was like, "Yo, what do I do? I got these people. I'm not producing any money." That's what he was saying. I'm not producing anything. And I remember we came up to a, an agreement, and. I paid off. I remember he had a whole bunch of debt. You know, mm -hmm. I paid off all the debt. Um, the studio that he had, I put the studio in work. The thing, like, I was paying off his studio. He was like, yo, give me 10 million pesos for the studio. You can have everything. I was like, all right, bet. Uh, I'm going to give it to you like this. I'm going to pay off that debt, which this debt was like 2 million. Uh, and I'm going to give it to you 2 million, 2 million, 2 million, 2 million, whatever. Fine. So we had... Bet we're gonna do that. I'm gonna pay that off within two months. Okay, yes. And yo, I swear to you, I paid the 10 million off. I paid all his debt. I put that studio he had where he had like 10 people working in there, won't nobody producing any money. I like I remember I fired a couple models that did not work. Um I put some new models in there, I put everything in there, a schedule, like a real official place and i remember when i paid it off i swear to you i was talking to my friend like right now like this and i was sitting it was seven o'clock in the morning i was just getting in there to the studio and i was like yo i got a bad feeling i just paid everything off yesterday and i got a bad feeling he was like yeah what you feeling i'm like man i got a bad feeling i gotta feel that like something's gonna happen and i swear to you yo like i'm saying that and these dudes come in right now and it was like eight dudes and yeah, they had the little guns. Like they didn't come in like, you know, just beating people up not, but they had their guns in the holsters on their little hips. There wasn't police, they were all uh, paramilitary. And they came in and the dude that he was like, yo, uh, y'all gotta leave. Mm. I'm like, yo, hold up. What you mean we gotta leave? So when I try to talk to him, he had these all these guys and I'm like, yo, I did business with him. Why are all you guys? I remember I was real serious with them. Mm. And the like the little head guy with him, he talked to me. He was like, yo, I, he liked me. He was like, I was serious. Um, but there's nothing to do. Mm. I gotta go. I was like, I, I'm not gonna fight. I'm not gonna just let me take my computer with me. And I took my stuff with me and I took off and I was like, okay. So you've had run-ins with the paramilitaries, and the paramilitaries do are involved in everything from people trafficking extortion uh prostitution drugs arms trafficking they you know run so much of the uh border crossings the trochas uh there up in cucuta i mean this is this is scary stuff this is scary yeah. stuff this is when like the door, yeah 
You no, the guy had told me, uh, the guy he was the the chief paramilitary, he was uh, he was the one that ran the trocha, the trochas, and he was like, Yo, whenever you come to the trocha, talk to me, and I got you. And I was like, Okay, thank you, thank you. When you came, upset. when you came to Colombia, did you come, come through the trocha? Yes, wow, and were you one of the guys walking all the way to Medellin? Okay, so you caught the bus. And stuff. No. Okay, yeah. good. but you came through the trocha. Yeah. Okay, so I yeah. have there's a few more, a few more questions and, and so on, and then I'll let you go. Uh, but do you, is there any way you know where the majority of your viewers come from, or is it just the typing on the screen? Um, those are just now. Those are hacks. You uh-huh. know, hacks I could put on my um, I could put on my profile to where like I could do like a what is it Google Analytics mm-hmm. and it'll tell me like where the majority of my viewers come in. So mm-hmm. uh, that would something I would just show it by uh, what is it by flag base, by mm-hmm. country base. So well, I I, I could do that because I would assume there's a there's a set of hours where you're more busy. And then, therefore, yes. you could work out by time zones where they're mm-hmm. coming from because you want to work in the hours where people are going to sign on. Yes, of course. You know, I, I, I'm suspecting that people don't sign on at eight in the morning. They got to go to work. <laughs> well, actually, um, that's the thing. Like, I remind you, my eight in the morning or our eight in the morning is somebody else's six in the morning. You know, so it's like. It's probably yes, yeah, so, you know, like uh, people from California always are on. So at eight in the morning is there, four in the morning, they're three in the morning. So this is people from California <laughs> are always on. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, like a lot of my viewers are from California, uh-huh. and yeah, I, I I don't know why I'm on their time zone. You yeah. know, so it, I'm always in there. And. It's, when you sign on, do your like the people who obviously like favorite you, I suppose, do they know that do they get an alert that you've signed on? Yes. Ah. On, yes. So you're not just, you know, sort of wading through the internet waiting for you. They know when you are there. Yeah, they, um, if they have the notification, it'll come right to their phone. Okay. I know that sounds basic, but I just don't know. And then finally, here, uh, you know, you're 34 years old now. How long are you going to do this for? I mean, I, do you, I mean, at some point you're going to get gray hair like me. At some point, I'm uh, not showing you, but I got a head full of hair, full of gray. <laughs> yeah, but it might go like gray. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> or, I, or I guess you then appeal to a different demographic. It is actually it is, my demographic is different because I have friends that are young, mm-hmm. like that. Are, I'm putting them in here that are 18, 19 years old. And like what they're asked to do or what their viewers are, like their shows is totally different from mine, you yeah. know? And it's crazy. Like they might actually get sugar daddies, you know, like they might have, I haven't been able to get a sugar daddy. And I think it's because of my age, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm like, and I, uh, I mean, being honestly, cause that's what everybody wants in this industry to have somebody to help them out, pay them, yeah. you know, pay their college or pay their, tuitions or pay their um, debts or apartments or whatever they're right you know so um it there's a lot of people i have a lot of friends that have people that pay this stuff and they're young they're 18 20 years old they look like little kids and they'd be having like really good luck you know <laughs> and then now i'm older so now it's like it's a whole different conversation people one different like a different show from me mm-hmm. you know it is different i i already understand everything it's, it's that, i i find that side of people seeking out uh you know uh adults but that they look like kids kind of i find that's all kind of sinister because you know there's that i suppose there's an element of pedophilia in there and that yeah, yeah. I, I realize that the actors are are you, you that you are talking about are a legal age but I mean, there must be people that sneak in or who are looking for, you know, minors. And I, and that's just something I can't. Uh, well, that's uh, actually the webcam industry has tiny, 
tightened up a lot on that. Like yeah. really, because you know, for us to uh for us to log on and to to be on the website, we have to do our age verification. So it was so easy back then to um grab any ID. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, it was so easy. But now the webcam industry is like, no, they have this 3D virtual thing that they do for you to take the uh, when you take your picture, and it's like there's no possible way you can fake it now. Um, and now it's like, but back then, hell yeah, man, like that. That I'm telling you, that warehouse, man, it has so many miners working there. Mm. That shit was crazy. That is that is crazy. So you're too old for a sugar daddy, but. <laughs> maybe i mean you're not you're not old you're 34 um <laughs> you're you're too old for a sugar daddy so who would your your target so someone who was going to look after you could it i don't know who who would it be someone i who's mean gonna... shit, I, I, i'd accept a sugar daddy i want one <laughs> <laughs> right but uh yeah normally that's uh the majority of the my 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 viewers are around my age, actually yeah. around my age and, okay. and a little bit older, but with the majority of my age, 35, 30, 40, right there, my age. And there, I actually have, yeah. it's crazy. Like I have, uh, I have a couple of viewers of like 20 years old, 22 and, and they will spend money on it. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like you're taking your dad's money and you're spending it on, you know what I mean? Like mm. you're a kid, bro. Like, but then you're like the sugar daddy to them, but without any money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh. Well, this it's this is has been a, just an incredibly informative and revealing conversation for I mean, for something I have very little idea about how it works. But my 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 concerns, of course, were that you know are the organized crime and the illegal elements but it sounds like you've got things very under control you've been in the industry a long time and so i i say thank you so much caesar for your for your time and and also for sharing the inside view of of what's what this industry is and and how you know how you deal with what you're doing you consider yourself a content creator or someone who I don't know, fulfills fetishes for people, but you don't see it as, you don't see it as porno. You see it as content. Okay. So that's how you, that's kind of the way you see it. And then there's the barrier. And of course you don't see your clients either. No, no. So there's a, there's a very rarely I might do a cam to cam. Oh, really? That does exist. That does exist, but does that's crazy because now that's when I do a cam to cam is more like uh, I swear it's more they do a show for me. Mm, and, okay, and and it's been more like uh, I have one viewer. He's crazy. I swear to you, like I mean, he pays me for me to flex. Just like, I'll flex, flex, <laughs> flex, flex, and for me to watch him. Right. So while I'm watching him, while he's on, he's getting high. Yeah. And he's doing crazy drugs, you know, like. Okay. Bonker drugs, you know, like sometimes I might just get in there and I'll be like, what the fuck? So, so what drugs is and he then, doing? And he'll be like, he'll be like, flex, 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 flex. And I'll be like. Okay. Like, and I'll get looking at the, but he might be. I mean, one time I seen him with a bag in his, a bag on his face. And he'll be like, I don't know what. The hell drug that was. Yeah. One time I seen him, he was shooting up. He was, I'm guessing that was heroin or something like that. Uh, uh, I don't know, crazy shit. Like every time he's been doing crazy stuff. I don't know. Well, I don't know if I want to hear any more. It's just kind of up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm like, yo, wait, I, whatever. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, Caesar. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for your time. Thank you for 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 sharing this information. It's again something I I know next to nothing about, and you've been so open and 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 uh, you know explained everything. So, listen, I wish you all the best in future endeavors, and also that you stay safe because again, there's this very close line with what you do and organized crime. And Medellin is no 
stranger to this, as you well know. I mean, you got out of Venezuela, you got out of Cucuta, but Medellin also has its its elements. So you, yes. you've got to stay safe, please. All right. So thank you again. Yes, no, thank you, Richard, for having me. It was a good, it was a good conversation. It was a good conversation. I didn't have to pay you to flex. I just saw you flexing. There, so, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> this has fun. been episode 448 of the Columbia Calling podcast. It's been a well, I would say a different episode, but no less entertaining and interesting. So thank you to everyone for tuning in. Let me know what you think. You can find out on our Facebook page, obviously Twitter and so on and so forth. We've been talking to Caesar in Medellin, who is a webcam model. So thank you again, Caesar. This has been the Columbia Calling Podcast and goodbye. The Columbia Calling Podcast is sponsored by Latin News a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. The Columbia Calling Podcast is also proud to say that we are sponsored by BNB Columbia Tours, which is a leading tour operator in Colombia, providing a large range of private day tours, transportation and bespoke packages throughout Colombia since 2017. By popular demand, from January 2023, they will be providing exclusive small group shared tours for those aged 50 and over. If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a private package of your own, just complete the form on the Columbia Calling website, that's columbiacalling.co, or the Plan My Trip form on the BNB Columbia Tours website, that's bnbcolumbia.com, and they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all your questions, and to start the planning of your Columbia adventure. So please support our sponsors, our patrons here on the Columbia Calling Podcast. That's bnbcolumbia.com and latinnews.com. Thank you again. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.